Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, you'll be aware of a prenup agreement where a couple agree- agrees what might happen if the marriage ends. Well, say hello to the baby prenup. In this case, a written contract which sets out who does what after a child arrives. Bethan O'Riordan is a psychotherapist and owner of the online CAM parenting community. Bethan, good afternoon. Hello, thanks for having me. On, on, I suppose, you know, you could have a f- initial reaction to this and think that's just daft. It's just usual American nonsense. But perhaps if you think about it, there might be a bit of sense to it. Yeah, I mean, I think anything that helps people have a conversation, whether people are parenting together or parenting separately, is really helpful. And I think anything that perhaps can divide up any of the work that needs to be done around having a baby can be really helpful, especially maybe for mums who want to get back to work or dads who want to get back to work. But I'm just not sure it needs to be made a legal agreement, which um, which is what they're kind of saying in the first article I read about it in America, that it's, mm. a, it's a proper legal agreement. So you can sue somebody if they don't do what they're meant to do. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how legally enforceable that might be and how you'd go about proving it. Uh, if you're, you yeah. know, sleep addled from that, from a child, you know, roaring all night, uh, then I, I do you have the time to count how many bottles <laughs> he filled or how many baby grows he, you know, in in that kind of scenario, it, it seems seems a bit daft, really. I, uh, I know. <laughs> Yeah, like my my husband and I were having a chat about it because we've been, my oldest is 12 and we've three children. And uh, I, I mean, so I guess like we're like a long time doing this parenting gig and there's stuff that we miss, you know, there's mm. stuff that, oh, we should have organised that a bit better. <laughs> yeah. Or we should have, but you can't. And he said, oh my gosh, like we would be in prison or something by now if we hadn't kept our legal agreements <laughs> of things we said we'd do. <laughs> then the reality came of the, of the child being along and, you know, it's a, um, it's a whole other level. Yeah, though at the same time, is it any harm in like, and maybe this is a conversation you should be had before conception to mind the child being born, but to say, okay, I'm I'm the person who's going to give birth to this child. That means I'll be breastfeeding, I'll be knackered, and there's a lot of things I won't be able to do. So here are the things you're going to have to do. Yeah, I think so. I mean... Like I was a mom, I breastfed, but I guess whether you breast or bottle fed, you know, like everybody needs help. But I think the really important thing to remember is, is that for most people, this is a new skill. You know, we're asking dads and moms or parents to develop new skills when they become parents. Um, So having an agreement around that is really, really important because, you know, I meet many, um, I mostly work with moms. So that's why I meet a lot of moms who um, who say they'd love more help and I say well and then when they come in as a couple and we meet the dad the dad says but you didn't say mm. and the mom says oh I thought I thought you knew you know so yeah. it, so so it is really interesting and that's happened to me before my husband said I didn't know and I said but I thought you'd know that you were to get the dinner on or wash the 72 million pairs of socks or whatever it is <laughs> and he says no how would I know he said I taught them some real cool hurling skill out the back and I was like Okay, equally as helpful for life, I guess, <laughs> you know, but it's different priorities. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, d- yeah. well, in that in that scenario, and I don't just turn this into our all fathers are rubbish kind of conversation, but, they, you know, do, do they have to be, t- do they always need to be told? Is there not a kind of, to a degree, observing the situation and saying, oh, I need to be interactive, I need to do this. There's a pile of well, laundry on the floor. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it all depends, doesn't it? Because men and women... Uh, so I, I was reading about this week uh, about this this week. Men's DNA is ninety nine point four percent correlated to that of a chimpanzee, right? So that doesn't mean okay. and, and just men and or, or people. Uh, men, okay, right? And women's and women's is less. Okay, okay. I, I'm reading it from a book by Doctor <clears throat> Leonard Sachs. In case anyone else wants okay. to read it about why why gender matters is the name of the book. And so what it means is that men are skilled in certain things naturally, like in a primal and primitive way, and that is different to women. Yeah. So so that so that is in the mix. For example, the the DNA of a woman's eye is physically different to that of a man, in that we pick up on detail. I would pick up on detail more, or, or any woman would pick up on detail more than a man, and they would say um, that that is historically so women could read a baby, look at it, see what it needed, and help it to stay alive. That would be the evolutionary thinking behind even just the, the DNA and the eyes of a difference between a man and a woman. And then mixed in with that is when when you become a parent for the first time, you you release your early attachment experience to your parent, right? So in the mix, you have this crazy kind of mix thrown in there as well, where you're trying to reparent yourself, parent your child, and perhaps stay in a relationship at the same time. So yeah, we'd love to think there's, um, I love this Irish expression, a bit of cop on, but the real, you know, realistically, we all go into this real primitive zone of trying to protect ourselves. And sometimes the real common sense thing just needs to be pointed out. Yes. So, so it's better to point it out before the event rather than have screaming rows after the event. Yeah, I think so. I mean, if possible. But having said that, I mean, when I became a mum for the first time, I thought, oh, this will be a breeze. I'm a therapist, whatever that means. You know, I'll be able to tolerate this. And oh, my gosh, my world was thrown upside down. I had no idea what it would be like. So all the things that we'd spoken about, a lot of them went out the window. And it was kind of like um, just survival mode for the first few weeks. And I didn't know that there was so much that had to be organised in advance, maybe in a conversation to help that be easier. Mm. So I, I think there's a lot of it is being open to what happens when the baby is here and supporting each other through that. Yeah. Though, I mean, I, you know, when I kind of say, you know, they talk about DNA and, and, and have their own relationship with their parents and that kind of stuff. We're not, we're, not, we're not robots, though. We're not slave to those things. We can learn new skills. Yeah, 100%. But you see, a lot of that is our DNA. It's like it's like in some way we're almost it's almost like we're drawing in different apps in our brain you know so baby comes along and we go into this kind of default mode of oh this is what we do to look after a baby so often it's a process of reparenting ourselves um but you only know that through experience and insight mm. yeah and and that for me is where the baby prenup thing could fall down a bit because we can't control the real world through logic yeah and we you don't know, know the I'm... real <laughs> And we don't know what we don't know, uh, so you can't yeah. really uh, can't really prepare for that. Does that well, would that mean then, generally speaking, Beth, on this uh, the second, you know, when the second or third child comes along, you tend to make a better job of it. <laughs> I'll have to ask my second born. <laughs> um, oh no, I'm the middle child. Everybody hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a quiz and get back to you. Well, I think every child is born into a different family, aren't they? Hmm. You know, like I know when I had my second, I knew what birth was going to be like. I knew what that feeling of pushing really was all about. And I knew what breastfeeding was. And I knew how to change a nappy without wondering, oh God, what am I doing? You know, so you know different things. So each child is born into a different family. Is it? Is it 
each child born into a more stressed out family, perhaps, because there's more people to care for. I don't know. Mm. know? Yeah, though, I mean, I mean, I just mean simply on the basis of each parent would know, Okay, you know, I missed those things the last time. And not even in terms of just the, 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 the simple parenting, but running the household perhaps goes a bit better the second or third Um, time around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think even, you know, trying to leave a house with a baby for the first time is incredible. And I remember it took (laughs) two and a half hours the first time I had my first baby. And I was like, why am I even trying to leave the house? That's the point of this. I need to come home and feed soon. So I think, yeah, things like that, you know what to do. And, and, And even, you know, like, being more organized in terms of knowing that someone's to take the child to preschool or to school and knowing that the lunch needs to be done and the things that seem really simple like of course a child needs a lunch and a clean pair of uh, a pair of shoes which can be a mystery in the morning when you've lost one shoe and clean clothes and all the rest of it and maybe the more you do uh, sorry the more experienced you are as a parent maybe that becomes a bit easier and you can have a conversation because you know what needs to be done so it's got more chance of being organised. Yeah, uh, hence parenting courses, I suppose. There, there, do, mm-hmm. there do parenting courses actually, is, there a, a, is that a component of a parenting course? To kind of go, uh, you know, <laughs> cooking a dinner is part of parenting. I think I think it's the organisation and managing the mental load. Mm. You know, like I know on parenting courses that I've run, it's often we often talk about well, how can we get all the stuff done without totally losing our marbles. You know, how can we get everyone out the door to eat their dinner? Bonus if they can take their plate off the table and wash it or put it in the dishwasher. How can we do all of that without losing our minds? So it's making the logistics work alongside the practicalities alongside looking after yourself as a parent. So, yeah, 100%. Getting yeah. it all uh, getting Bethan, it all right definitely Bethan, part of it. Bethan, thanks, William, for uh, speaking to us today. That was Bethan O'Reardon there, psychotherapist and owner of the online CAM parenting uh, community. Uh, one text says, women evolved to be more acutely aware of a baby's needs. Well, surprise, surprise. The screaming mob won't like hearing that, uh, says John in Limerick. Uh, well, they're outside your door, John. Uh, let us know uh, wh- what they're saying to you. Uh, saw this in the paper earlier. The fact that there are uh, American solicitors selling these prenups is the most nuts part about it. Well, of course, you know, uh, many American uh, lawyers are just salespeople, really. Uh, Claire says, before the birth of our son, we put a to-do list on the fridge and have to say, in the middle of the madness, having the jobs written down made it so much easier. Uh, Yeah, uh, I I would imagine so. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Purely for the info uh, that men are closer to chimps than women, your current guess is priceless. Yes, I've had that kind of day. Uh, says Caroline. Okay, there may be a chimp in your life making things more difficult for you. Moncrief, weekdays at 2 pm with Energlaze on News Talk.